Hi and welcome to the third episode of our dictator series on history of Jackson and today we will be looking at Adolf Hitler. So I hope you enjoy the episode and let's get into it. So like previously we'll look at how Hitler and the Nazi regime fulfill the six characteristics we talk about from the first week and what we did with Stalin as well. So we'll see how that regime acted upon these characteristics. So number one was a state ideology and body doctrine. So the official state ideology of Nazi Germany under Hitler was National Socialism. This combined far-right nationalist policies such as protection of the Germanic people in Germany and racial purity with socialist policies such as extending the welfare state. The body of doctrine that came along with this was based around Mein Kampf, which was the book written by Hitler. So number two was a single mass party of around 10% of the national population and that membership being feverishly devoted to the party and the leader. From 1933 onwards, after the outlawing of all other political parties, the Nazi party was left as the only political party in Germany. This single mass party had about 5.3 million members out of a population of 79 million in 1939. Furthermore, this feverishly devoted population and membership can be demonstrated through Mein Kampf selling 5 million copies by 1939, leaving only 300,000 members of the party not owning a copy of the book. Number three was a system of terror executed in an arbitrary way, be that either physical or psychological, and against enemies of the state. Terror under Hitler and the Nazi party affected vast swathes of people, but the Jewish race, Jewish people, were seen as ideological enemies of the party. They were subjected to mass persecution and genocide through the Holocaust or the final solution which was led by Himmler. Domestically, Nazi terror was led and directed by the SS and the Gestapo under Goering. Across the 1930s, these organisations attained the right to make extrajudicial executions and detainments being able to detain people in work camps and try and execute people very, very quickly. Rummel has found that the extent of a Nazi terror is incomplete due to the deliberate lack of documentation, but he has predicted around 15 million people died as a result of Nazi terror. Number four was a monopoly on communications. Upon the coming to power, the Nazi regime centralised the content and controlled the content of radios. They massively increased the ownership of radios across Germany so that their content could be pushed to more people. There was also a massive drive to nationalise a large amount of newspapers so that most of the information going to the German people was controlled and disseminated centrally. Furthermore, journalists in Nazi Germany had to undergo screening tests to make sure that they were ideologically compliant. Number five, was a monopoly on arms. Whilst Weimar Germany had already quite strict gun laws, the Nazi gun laws of 1938 increased the monopoly of arms in Germany. The gun laws 
further disarmed ideological enemies of the Nazi party, making it impossible for them to own any kind of weapon, a gun or any kind of knife. But the laws allowed for more Germans, more trusted party members to attain guns easier through a central license system. Therefore, the government could control who owned arms and increase their monopoly. Number six was economic centralization. The Nazi party and Hitler believed that the economy should work for Germany and the people first before private economic interests. Therefore, they pursued a managed economy where they controlled wages, capital and trade and sought to push it all back into serving Germany first. They also set out economic goals and priorities through four-year plans. So I hope you enjoyed all those points and I hope it's given you a little bit more information about a few small points about the Nazi regime under Hitler. As always, I would like to recommend a few books to you. Firstly, I know I recommended this book last week, but it's so good. I really recommend it to all of you. It's The Dictators, Hitler's Germany and Stalin's Russia by Richard Overy. Fantastic book. It breaks everything down into easy comparative pieces so you can look at small sections of the regime. So if you want to look at the economy, you can look at the economy. If you want to look at terror, you can look at a chapter on terror. And there's always comparative pieces to, between the two. So really great book. I really recommend this one. Secondly is The Third Reich. A New History by Michael Burley. This book is one of the easiest books to read, for me anyway, on the Nazi regime. It's quite simple and it clearly lays out different details. So, And it also goes chronologically, so that might help some of you. So I really recommend that. And thirdly, for those of you who like looking at terror, who like, like specialised books, I recommend Hitler's Legal Terror and Nazi Germany. Hitler's Prisons, Legal Terror in Nazi Germany by Nikolaus Wauxman. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. This is a great book. It's really specialised on the prison system under the Nazis, concentration camps and so on, and who the enemies of the regime were. This is a really good specialised book and I really recommend it. Uh, once again, the links to all these books will be in the description of the video. Um, so if you want to go and get it yourself and use it for your research, or just, just to casually read, you can go and get it from there. And yeah, so I hope I hope they all help you and I hope you really like them and you, you're liking these videos. And finally, you know, I'm wearing these. Now this is my new History of Jackson hoodie. If you guys are interested in any of these, please drop me a message or drop a comment below uh, and we'll look at how much interest we have and we'll see if we can make something up for everyone. So thank you very much. Thank you for watching this, this week. Uh, please like, subscribe and follow. And I'll see you next week.